0: Welcome to Drilling Deep. I'm your host, John Kingston. We drill deep here on this podcast because we kick things off by talking about oil, and you don't have any oil unless you drill for it. And then when you get that oil, you can make diesel with it, and you can put that diesel into that used truck you bought for prices that nobody has ever seen before. Chris Visser of J.D. Power tracks used truck prices closely, and he's going to be here in a few minutes to talk about this incredible market that is leaving even him stunned about how much it has risen. Let's talk about oil, though. This was a big week in oil markets with the announcement that the Biden administration would release crude oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Let's review a few salient facts about the SPR. It was created in the 70s primarily out of a fear that there would be a shutoff of Middle East oil and we would need it as a backstop. And it was used when the U.S. attacked Iraqi forces and drove them out of Kuwait in 1991, early 1991. And it was used when Libya all but stopped producing in 2011 because of the collapse of the Gaddafi regime. It's been used at other times like hurricanes, and it's also been used sometimes when oil prices get uncomfortably high for politicians and the general public, even though it really wasn't supposed to be used for that. The amount of oil to be released from the SPR under the Biden administration plan is 50 million barrels. There will also be releases from other countries as well. The exact total worldwide isn't really known yet. And there will be calculations that the amount of oil to be released will only account for a couple of days of world supply. In fact, if the world is consuming 100 million barrels per day, and it's just about there, maybe a little underneath it, and the U.S. is contributing 50 million barrels, you can assume that the total amount of oil to be released worldwide isn't going to be even one day's worth of demand. But, you know, that's not really what is important. I like to look at inventories. U.S. total inventories of crude and products are about 1.2 billion barrels. That does not include the SPR. If you take 50 million barrels out of the SPR and you put it into the open market, that's an increase of about 4%, and that's a healthy number. It is entirely possible that not all of those 50 million barrels will be bought by refiners, whether they are here or in the U.S., But the fact is that by offering them out, by offering that oil out, those inventories out, you've essentially transferred them from a closed storage facility, which is really what the SPR is, and you'd offer them to the open market. That really is what's significant here. Commodity prices are heavily influenced by inventories. When you hear what the price of oil is, you hear it for the most immediate month that the oil is to be delivered. But there is a price for a month out and six months out and 12 months out and more and months in between. And those prices are influenced largely by inventories. The Biden administration, for all intents and purposes, just put 50 million barrels into inventory, private inventory. That's a good amount. That really is what should matter the most here. One thing that people may have been surprised at on Tuesday when the release was announced is the fact that the price of oil actually went higher. You know, it's supposed to go down as a result of this. In fact, it went a lot higher. But that happens sometimes The amount that the Biden administration announced it was releasing was a little disappointing to some who thought that more was going to be released, and it's possible that the expectation of the bigger release was baked into the price already. Once you didn't get that bigger release, the price went up. And as a longtime oil market observer, let me assure you that markets do not always do what you expect them to. The reality hasn't changed from what I discussed last week going forward. The forecast for the first and second quarter of next year show a market that is far less tight than what we've been through. You can look at the release of stocks from the U.S. and other nations as new supply, or you can look at it as additions to inventory. I prefer the latter definition. And either way, it should work to put downward pressure on prices. I'm not going to get into that silly game of saying how much. It's pointless because there's so much else going on in the oil market at any given time. The fact is the SPR release is more supply, and that's always a positive from the perspective of a consumer like a truck driver. We're going to take a shift here on on drilling deep right now. Let's note that one of the aspects of the current strong freight market is how it has boosted prices of used trucks. Nobody follows that market closer than Chris Visser of J.D. Power. He is the editor of J.D. Power's Commercial Trucks Guidelines newsletter. That newsletter puts out monthly numbers on the used truck market, and Chris, you and I have known monthly numbers on the used truck market, and. Chris, you and I have known each other for several years, and I've got one question for you. Have you ever?
1: I have not. I've been watching the market for over 20 years now, and uh, this is unprecedented. I suspect if you go back all the way to regulation, uh, deregulation era, uh, the prices are probably as high as they've ever been, even adjusted for inflation. So l-
0: let's look at some l- l- the latest numbers in your report. I-, I hate to do too many numbers on a podcast because they don't tend to translate well, but these are still pretty amazing. So, what uh, the way that JD Power puts out its numbers, it looks at used sales in a particular model year. So, in uh, the October numbers, the model year of 2018 vehicles went, uh, the October numbers, the model year of 2018 vehicles went, let's go down the calendar. The 2017 vehicles went for 11.1% higher, not a year ago, from one month earlier. The 2016 models went 10.3%. Higher than a month earlier, 2015, 8.9 percent than a month earlier, and 2014, 11.5 percent from a month earlier. I mean, those would be eye-popping inflation numbers on an annual basis, and these were one-month jumps. What happened in in uh, in October that the market went even more berserk than it really than it has been?
1: Yeah, the only thing I'd mention with those with with auction numbers is volume is so low, especially if you're just looking at one uh, year, making model like uh, like we do in that report. Uh, so I mean, in some cases we're talking fewer than a dozen trucks sold uh, for each model year if you're just looking at that one model. Uh, so small volume can result in uh, statistically, uh, you know, invalid uh, comparisons. But if you look over time, over a couple of months, there's no question that. Um, uh, pricing has been ludicrous this year, especially, uh, you know, appreciation has actually accelerated uh, each month this year for the most part. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't necessarily take the 11.1% month over month uh, increase as necessarily representative of what the market's doing, but uh, I would say at least 5% increase month over month is definitely uh, what's happening.
0: Let's talk about the the factors for this. I, I, I'm sure I could rattle off a few right off the top of my head but I'd rather turn over to an expert like you. I know that we've got we've got OEM problems that's slowing the delivery of new vehicles. We've got a hot freight market. Some numbers are out there about the number of people who are going back into the market and driving new trucks. You know, they, they want to be their own authority. They want to be their own boss. What do you think are the primary factors in these kind of gains?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's strictly based on the price of freight, like you said. Uh, you know, the, if there's a sustained increase in uh, freight rates uh, that will encourage more uh, people from outside the industry to get into the industry. Of course, they usually end up driving for fleets at first, but it also encourages uh, people currently driving for fleets with some experience to open up their own authority and buy their own truck or trucks. Uh, so I think that's what's happening there. And um, uh, you've been you probably read the same press that I have that there's a, it's possible that um, the, the, you know, the driver pool is expanding because uh, a lot of uh, data is, uh, uh, overlooks um, drivers who have uh, uh, opened up their own authority having uh, transferred from fleets. So uh, it's it's possible the driver shortage is improving, even though it's still inadequate to uh, meet the freight demands that we have at the current time.
0: Now, none of those things that you just mentioned really kind of go to the old adage of the, the cure for high prices is high prices. Uh, the prices are high for used vehicles, but you're not really seeing any slowdown in demand as a result of that, are you? Used vehicles, but you're not really seeing any slowdown in demand as a result of that, are you?
1: No, the you know the freight market is strong enough and rates are, are high enough where it's keeping uh, anybody in the market for a truck energized. Uh, I think the the overall nationwide pool of trucks on the road needs to expand, and there aren't enough trucks to meet that need, whether it's new or used. So anytime there's an average or lower mileage truck that becomes available, uh, it's going to get snapped up immediately, whether it's at an auction or on a dealer's lot or, or directly from a fleet. And anybody who buys that truck is essentially paying retail money for it, whether it's at an auction or from a fleet directly. Uh, so that that's the main reason that uh, used truck pricing is through the roof.
0: I've always been fishing and used truck sales that go through retail. When you have this kind of a market, does it tend to favor one sales channel over another? I would think it would I think would probably favor retail. That's just my guess, because retail prices tend to be a lot higher where wholesale has the advantage of just getting rid of them quickly if you want them out of your fleet. Uh, Are you seeing more of a shift to retail when you get prices like this?
1: Yeah, I think a good way to look at it is in a in the opposite market from what we have now, where there's a glut of used trucks, we see a ton of trucks uh, going through auctions at uh, at relatively low pricing. Uh, so when the market is super strong like it is now, uh, any truck that becomes available is a retail truck essentially. Uh, whether and it, the only question is what channel is uh, what channel is the buyer going to buy the truck from, whether it's auction or off a dealer's lot. Um, it's going to bring a retail price for the most part.
0: Right. And um, are you seeing the market enabling what, I mean, I'm going to, this is my term, I'm using this, and this is really a term from the maritime markets, rust buckets getting a longer life than they might have otherwise, where you see a truck that might almost be ready to be scrapped instead, just going on the road for a longer time because uh, the capacity is so tight.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing that we've been discussing in, uh, uh, you know, these truck analysts have been discussing is the, uh, inevitability of uh, higher mileage trucks, um, you know, coming back off trade once uh, the availability increases, uh, you know, later on. Uh, People definitely are running their trucks longer because there's no alternative. Uh, You know, you've got to repair the truck uh, for as long as you can. And uh, which brings up the other uh, challenge of uh, parts availability, which is, uh, you know, just as tight as uh, new truck availability. So yeah, uh, trucks out there are going to accumulate more mileage, there's going to be uh, you know, in a couple of years when these trucks get traded in, they're going to have uh, potentially more. people are holding on to them longer and they're going to have more mileage than they typically would have.
0: Now, you recently went to the Used Truck Association annual meeting. I believe that's the name of the group, Used Truck Association. OK, and um, I would imagine, you know, you've probably been going to that that meeting for years. Back to my earlier question about have you ever seen anything like this? Um, at a meeting like this, is the mood happy or sad? Is it mostly people on the sell side who are maybe benefiting from these higher prices, or are there people who buy trucks and they're just kind of a woe is me uh, concern about the market?
1: Yeah, the Used Truck Association is uh, primarily comprised of uh, dealers, uh, franchised and independent dealers. Uh, so dealers are certainly happy that uh, the retail market is as strong as it is and uh, that buyers are lining up to buy trucks. Um, what they're not so happy about is the, the tight availability of trucks on the new and use side. They, can't, they would sell more trucks if they had more trucks to sell. Uh, so that, that's frustrating. Um, also, the repair business is, can be frustrating because of the part shortages. And also, there's the labor shortage, too. Uh, it, it's tough to find um, you know, good mechanics. That's been the case even before the, the market bubble. Uh, and you know it's, it's tough to hold on to salespeople if you if you can't sell enough trucks too. So some dealers are uh, coming up with innovative ways to keep their salespeople busy, uh, even if they're not uh, able to sell trucks like they used to be.
0: Trucks on the sale of a truck, but they don't have enough trucks to sell to really have a, a good total income.
1: Well, I'm not sure about that. I, th- I think the you know the, it's the margin between what you acquire the, the truck for and what you sell the truck for. So. Uh, we'd have to, I'd have to do a little bit more analysis on that uh, topic to, to determine whether the dealers are making more money. I think uh, American Truck Dealers Association uh, does a pretty good report each year of uh, uh, dealership profitability. Um, I think some of that data is released uh, free to the public, and, uh, and we'll have to wait and see what they come up with uh, early next year uh, when they analyze this year's numbers. I suspect that margin has grown, even though uh, trucks are nearly impossible to find uh, at the wholesale price level. I still suspect that there's room on the upside for a uh, dealer to sell a truck to our end user.
0: Any other themes you want to mention that came out of the used truck convention? Or is there anything you learned that maybe you were surprised to hear? I, I would imagine that in a market like this, you know, in the in the hallways, on the convention floor, whatever, there's some stories like, can you believe what happened
1: that <laughs> you could share with us? Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody's just dumbfounded at, at how high used truck pricing has, has become and that it hasn't let up. And in fact, it keeps it accelerating. So the main question is when does it when does it end? And uh, you know our assessment, uh, what we've published, uh, you know privately and more, or publicly, and what we tell our clients is, uh, you know we suspect the second half of next year will look different than current time, and it all hinges on new truck availability. So when do fleets start trading in more of their trucks uh, because they can finally get those new trucks that they that they need? Also, you know when do freight rates start to plateau and then pull back? Uh, most of the companies that analyze freight rates are saying, uh, you know, the freight market is going to be strong into 2023. But that doesn't mean rates won't plateau and year over year increases will start to uh, diminish a bit. So uh, you remove a little bit of that sense of urgency on the buyer's part. And that's what can impact uh, used truck demand and pricing incrementally. I mean, you know, the end of next year will probably be somewhere between equal to 10% higher on used truck pricing than we were this year. So it's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not concerned about pricing in general, but, uh, you know, the steep month over month increases uh, are going to diminish by uh, the second half of next year. Um, so that that was the main topic. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen. When is this going to end? Basically,
0: right. In your latest report, I'm going to quote a sentence from you because I don't think I fully understood it we'll be keeping our eye out for an increased number of model year 2019 trucks in the auction lanes in the upcoming months as those units turn four years old. Now, um, it's going to be 2022 next year. 2019 was only three years earlier. Um, is a truck considered, let's say, four years old? Uh, you know, what what is the basis for determining whether a truck is four years old, five years old, whatever? And when would a 2019 truck first hit the market, have first hit the market?
1: Yeah, uh, OEMs usually start their new model year in January of the preceding model year. So, uh, in in two months, uh, the let's see, in two two months, it's going to be January twenty twenty two, which means the twenty twenty three model year will be uh, will be unrolled. Uh, so that makes the twenty nineteen model year four years old, four model years old. Right. So
0: the two thousand nineteen model year would have hit the hit the, the, the floor, hit the sales floor uh, in January two thousand
1: eighteen. Correct. Yeah. Yep.
0: And it'll be four years now. Is that is that kind of a magic number in the used truck market? Do some companies operate on the basis of, OK, four years in and out, because by that time, four years later, you've had so many uh, technological developments in the new trucks that they want to make sure that their drivers uh, get to take advantage of them?
1: Yeah, it's, it's between three to five years is the vast majority of the first owners uh, trade their trucks in. And, you know, most of the new truck buyers are fleets. So that, that's basically what uh, dictates that cycle. Uh, but, you know, four years being right in the median of the three, four, and five-year age range is, uh, is when most trucks are traded in. Uh, there's a good amount three years, a good amount five years, so it's not a huge difference, but four is probably uh, the most common. And they do, uh, you know, cost-benefit between uh, what kind of maintenance the truck's going to need by that age versus uh, purchase price and uh, residual value of the truck. So uh, now that's getting pushed out because of the truck shortage and the shortage of, uh, 2021 model year trucks is going to have an impact on residual pricing three, four, and five years from now, and in fact, we've made changes uh, just in recent uh, months to our residual forecast based on that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah. So then the other the other thing you mentioned was uh, the 30% higher aspect. Uh, my theory also is it doesn't take okay. a large amount of trucks to make an impact on the used truck market. So the last time we saw A market downturn was 2018. Uh, Peak to trough, we only saw an increase of maybe 1,500 trucks at the most uh, over a couple of auctions. That uh, was, you know, correlated to the same time period as when the market really shifted. Now that wasn't the causation, but uh, that's the number of trucks that were involved at that time that the market shifted. Uh, So 30% of, you know, say just rule of thumb, 200,000 trucks is a hell of a lot more than 1,500 trucks. Uh, so that could make an impact. Um, you know, of course, you know, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. The economy will uh, will dictate, what, you know, whether there'll be an impact or not. But uh, that is something to keep in mind. And it's one thing that's dictating our uh, forecast.
0: Yeah. Earlier, I read some monthly reports on 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 uh, sales and how much had gone up. And then you pointed out that it's coming a pretty small base. But I want to go back to the this is, I guess, the lead sentence on the press release that you put out about the numbers. J.D. Power Valuation Services said the group of late model used trucks it follows cost 85 percent more for the first nine months this year versus 2020 as demand for our supply. So we're getting to the point now where the, the price of a used truck is getting in the neighborhood of having doubled from the prior year. Is that a fair statement?
1: Sure, yeah, it's close. Yep. Uh, in fact, um, if we look at the first ten months, uh, we're closer to ninety percent. So yep, yep, absolutely. Almost double. Yep. Wow,
0: okay. Um the uh what and what are you do you do you follow closely like how much better the twenty twenty three models are than the 2022 models because I would imagine if you get any sort of significant upgrades technologically, that might spur companies to say, okay, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna modernize our fleet, we're gonna sell some trucks. Do you follow that kind of thing? And is there anything that uh, you see in the 2023 models that might make them particularly better than than a 2022 model? Well,
1: 2023 and 2024, uh, we have a uh, EPA uh, increase in EPA requirements coming up. Uh, in the short term, the, the next couple of model years aren't, aren't going to be a big impact unless you're selling in California or, uh, you know, one of those states um, that has stricter requirements. Uh, but, uh, you know, the rest of the states that don't necessarily follow California's EPA requirements, uh, not a huge change. Uh, the, the bigger change comes uh, a few years from now, and I, I'm, I forget whether it's 26 or 27. Uh, that's the main thing that uh, will impact uh new truck sales and by association used truck sales. Uh, whenever there's a big change in EPA regulations that affect uh, engine technology, um, that that's what impacts, uh, you know, the buyers can be a little uh, nervous about the new technology, but more importantly, uh, that new technology always carries uh, an increased cost. Uh, so people are gonna wanna ink, uh, avoid, potentially avoid that cost and, uh, and pre-buy trucks. Uh, so we're going to have to see what kind of progress is made on the technological side. Uh, but I can guarantee there'll be a, an increase on the price. Uh, so we would expect there to be some pre-buy a couple of years from now.
0: I think I know the answer to this question, but let's say somebody was thinking of getting back into the business. They had their CDL. They had some capital they they could deploy. And they thought they'd they'd be an independent owner operator and buy their own used truck to get started. Let's say they came to Chris Visser because he knows everything there is to know about used trucks. And so, Chris, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should buy now and get get moving here, uh, get back into this business as quick as possible? Or should I hold off a little bit and wait for any kind of softening in used truck vehicles, used truck prices?
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, we, we've made public that we think uh, the second half of next year, uh, we'll, we'll see some sort of, yeah you know, we'll see some type of correction in the market. Uh, it's not going to be necessarily uh, lower pricing than it is right now, but the appreciation will uh, will scale back. So if you can wait until maybe 2023 to change your truck, uh, I know that's another 100, 150,000 miles on the truck, but uh, if you can wait that long, the market will probably have shifted by then. Um, of course, at the same time, that means the truck you're trading in is worth less too. Uh, so it depends uh, how new and what kind of mileage your truck has on it. Uh, If you're, you know, you're not going to trade for a truck of the same mileage uh, if you trade now and the trucks that are really bringing their weight in gold are the trucks with, uh, you know, uh, very low mileage. So that's the truck that anybody's going to want to trade for. If you have a million mile truck uh, and you want to trade for a five, six hundred thousand mile truck, now is probably not a bad time because that million mile truck, if you haven't done an overhaul on it already, you're going to have to uh, ASAP. Otherwise, if you can hold on to it for, let's say, another year, year and a half, uh, that might not be a bad way to go.
0: Based on your history, how fast do markets change to the negative side when they're, they're really flying high? Now, granted, you said yourself they've never flown as high as ever, really, since you've been in the business. But when the market changes, does it happen really fast? I, I you know, Earlier when I was at Freightways, I used to write the story uh, about your numbers every month. and. You know, it's, it seemed to me, I seem to recall somewhere along the line where things were really good and then things got bad and they got bad real fast. Does
1: does the used truck market tend to operate that way? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the market changes on a dime. Uh, every time we've had a market change, uh, market shift uh, on, the, on the downside, it's happened extremely quickly. Uh, 2015 and 2018 both happened extremely quickly and they happened over the course of one or two auctions. In fact, you can, you know, in both cases, look to uh, specific auctions and, and you know, or look at a couple of them, uh, one after the other, and see pricing uh, decrease dramatically, and that pricing uh, continue to drop. A very psychologically driven market. Uh, there's either a sense of urgency or a sense that there are too many trucks available, and you and you have your pick, so you don't have to pay up for it. And uh, that sentiment changes very quickly.
0: Well, we're going to watch and we're going to see it. And Chris, I think we're going to have you back because this story definitely has not run its course. So uh, thanks for joining us today on Drilling Deep.
1: Thanks for having me, John. Looking forward to talking to you again.
0: All right. Our guest has been Chris Visser of J.D. Power. He's the editor of J.D. Power's Commercial Trucks Guidelines newsletter. And as you heard him say, he's been watching the used truck market for about 20 years you have been listening to Drilling Deep. We are part of the Freightcast family of podcasts from Freight Waves. You can find us on all of the leading podcast platforms, and I hope you do. I've been your host, John Kingston, and please join us again.